customers more often than you'd think. Death from causes natural and unnatural, heart attack, erotic misadventure, suicide and murder, hotels have seen it all. Ghosts linger on in some rooms like a bad smell or a stain that won't wash out. And then it's time to call in the professionals. The ghost finders came from the Acropolis Majoris Hotel in the early hours of the evening in the dying days of autumn. The lowering sky had a bruised, sullen look, the gusting wind muttered bad things under its breath, and the air had a bitter chill. Not a good time to be out and about, even in the bright and cheerful seaside city of Brighton. The Acropolis Hotel was nowhere near the beach, or the famous pier, or any of the things tourists like to see. Instead, it was tucked away in a labyrinth of shadowy back streets well off the main drag. A spillover hotel, where people reluctantly ended up when there were no rooms left in bigger, better establishments. The ghost finders took their time, standing on the opposite side of the street to study the hotel's grubby facade and less-than-inviting ambiance. Not a big building, but more than old enough to be steeped in bad incidents and sad memories. Something had happened here. Something was waiting. Like a troll under a bridge, or a landmine under a welcome mat. Ghosts mostly prefer to lie in wait and make the living come to them. After all, they have all the time in the world. J.C. Chance stood proud and poised in his exquisitely cut white suit, his head held high and his shoulders squared, hands thrust deep into his pockets. Tall and lean, and perhaps just a little more handsome than was good for him, J.C. had pale, striking features and a rock star's mane of long, jet-black hair. He also had the smile of a man who knew many things, and not particularly nice things at that. As head of this particular field team, he could always be relied on to rush in where angels feared to show their faces, looking eagerly around for some trouble to get into. He wore extremely dark sunglasses at all times, for a very good reason. Melody Chambers stood slouched at his side, scowling and tapping her foot impatiently. Wherever she was, she always gave the impression she didn't want to be there. Conventionally good-looking in a stern sort of way, Melody wore her auburn hair, scraped back in a tight bun, and glowered at the world through heavy glasses with very sober frames. Gamine thin, she burned with fierce, nervous energy and wore her bad temper openly as a badge of pride. She tended to look like she was only moments away from attacking people at random, just on general principle. She dressed for comfort rather than style. Jacket and jersey, jeans and work boots. Melody had heard of fashion and wanted nothing to do with it. Her scientific equipment lay piled up on a motorized trolley that hummed busily at her side like an eager dog. Happy Jack Palmer, who'd embraced self-medication as a marginally preferable alternative to self-harming, stood a little to one side. Short and stocky and prematurely balding, he wore scuffed jeans and shoes, a grubby t-shirt and a battered black leather jacket 
held together by heavy staples and patches of duct tape. Normally, he would have been the first to say something cutting and inappropriate about their current location. But not this time. He stood quietly, looking at the world with eyes that had seen too much for far too long. I can't believe the boss sent us here, J.C. said finally. We're only supposed to get the most important and significant cases. You mean the most dangerous? said Melody. Same thing, J.C. said easily. Give me action and excitement, death and glory every time. I'll settle for the glory, said Melody. J.C. ignored her with the ease of long practice. I mean, look at this place. It's a dump. In fact, it would need a serious upgrade and a major facelift before it could properly qualify as a dump. You couldn't expect any self-respecting ghost.